0: Um, and that you would just minister to our hearts father directly from you as Christina brings your word to us give us ears to hear lord, and hearts to listen lord in jesus name amen
1: well, good morning it 's good to be back home I really enjoyed saying that this morning as we were driving to uh To church, and I was just looking at how beautiful outside was because in Malta everything's really dry and hot. And um, and don't get me wrong, I like the warm weather, but I really think that I enjoy the cool weather. After living in California, Hawaii, and Florida, I think I enjoy the crisp fresh air here and um and so and everything's green and beautiful um so it, you know it's it's funny what we take for granted and when we're away and we come back and how how refreshing it is to to our whole being from the inside out so I was it's just so good to be home and this is my home and it feels good to say that and even more so now that I actually um can drive here um legally <laughs> I wasn't driving that long illegally. I still had a license. This just wasn't here. <laughs> um, I'm really excited about sharing about generosity. I love the heart of God through his, his generous love. And um, you'll have to forgive me because while I was in Malta, my glasses broke. And, um, so I'm up here by faith and hoping that I'm going to be able to see everything I need to see. Um, perhaps he'll be generous and heal my eyes. Um, so Holy Spirit come and have your way in our hearts and that I pray that we will not be the same way, um, that we came in, that we'll be different from the inside out and that we will, our love tank will be full of, um, not just love, but your generous heart mind. All the understanding that heaven has, let it be released upon us. Amen. So I'm a word lover, and I like to um, research what words mean, and I enjoy um, breaking the word up, um, probably because I used to homeschool, so there's this part of me that just likes to dig a little bit deeper, and I, I don't think I was actually homeschooling my kids, I think I was homeschooling myself, because <laughs> half the time, I'd, I'm not sure if they were actually listening to me, but... Um, i was listening i was a very good student of self um anyway so this this word generosity you know at first i was like oh, i'm not very generous you know it's so natural to just you know look at yourself and dismiss yourself from from that and i i just really began to think about the example that christ um Gave to us, and I'll read that scripture in just one moment because that's going to be the foundation that I really felt like the Lord wanted to lay this morning. But as I looked at the word generosity, first of all, every time we say yes to an invitation of generosity, we shift the pattern of the journey that we're on and the journey of the person that we're becoming generous to, that God, that if God invites us to be generous, whether it's in our time, giving, whatever it is, we have an opportunity to shift that journey for that person. Isn't that cool? Think about that. We have an opportunity to shift the culture of the journey that we were on at that very moment. That's very powerful. Not too long ago, back in October... Right before I left for America, we were um we lived by faith and um and we were down to probably just about five weeks left of financial um living. And right there, right before I left, um a, a massive breakthrough came in to give us three more months of financial living. Everybody say that. Three more months. That's a lot of dough at once. Do you say dough here? It's not the dough that you eat, but it's the dough that you live off of. And, um, and so, anyway, at that moment in time, it actually shifted our resources the way we thought, the way everything. It wasn't just something that happened outwardly, but it was something that began to happen inwardly. So every time God invites us in to be generous... We have an opportunity to shift the pattern of a journey every single time. Not just for the person that God is inviting us to be generous to, but for ourselves as well. Isn't that cool? So that was just something he began to show me um, yesterday and this morning. (laughs) I thank you, Lord, for... A bigger thing that I can read. Um, <laughs> so the word generosity, um, it, it derives, it, it actually means noble birth. Isn't that cool? Noble birth. Can you think of somebody in the Bible that was of nobility? Let's say it together. Oh, come on. You you have to be louder students than that. Oh, that's great. Three of you did it. Let's try again. All together, let's shift the atmosphere. That's much better. You know, when we proclaim his name, something starts to happen. So... So generosity, the, one of the, the root meanings is no, noble birth. And then I dug a little deeper, and part of the word, the stem in generosity, is Jenner, which comes from, there were different things, kin, clan, race, stock. It also means to beget. For God so loved the world that he gave his only... Who was he? He was of noble birth. Oh my gosh, I was like crying on the couch this morning because I'm just this big baby before the Lord. I just weep before him because I love him so much. And when he began to show this to me, I began to shake inside because the the biggest generous act that, that happened in the word of God was that he gave his life so we can be free. We cannot be generous without first knowing how much he loves us, how much he loves us because everything we do has has to be rooted in love. And if we don't, and love is not something you can produce up here. That's the love of God. Actually, you become so contagious with the love of God, it drips off of you like honey. And then the byproduct of that is you want to be generous. You want to give out of the abundance of what he's poured inside of you. You can't help it. And sometimes the abundance looks like scraps. Sometimes the abundance that we're giving out in the natural is actually a sacrifice, just like Christ did. He 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 died with abundance, really. It was out of the abundance of his love and his heart for us to be free That that he did that. That was generous. That is generous. Noble birth, living and dwelling inside of us. Perfect generosity, shifting the pattern of our DNA so that we can see different, think different, speak different. <sighs> it just makes me so, so excited, especially right now, because when I'm looking in the natural at our circumstances, I immediately shift my face and look up towards that cross. And know that I serve a generous God. I know that my circumstances are not the reality that I am going to actually live out. Because my God is a generous God. We, you, some of you know the story when um, we, we were invited to France. And to go to France was a massive sacrifice. Because it was promised that our trip would be paid for. So we bought our tickets. Five of them. That's expensive. And so we went. And um you know there's no there was no love offering none of you know none of those things when you go to different places as a, as a speaker no, nothing was expected back we did it because God asked us to do it no matter what we said yes and that was it it was done so we went and we learned you know about the couple and we found out that you know the pastor had bipolar and he was in a in a psychiatric ward um in a in a straitjacket and they were, the town wanted him to leave etc cetera, etc cetera. this is the the condensed version. And we kept returning and kept pouring love out. And one of the things that we learned on one of our trips was that the Lord said to us, or they were sharing about this debt that they had to pay because of the mistakes that he made. There was a debt, a financial debt. And all I could hear was the heartbeat of Jesus and his generous heart inviting me in, inviting Paul in, into something to participate in something. And at this time, our car was broken, we we didn't have enough money, you name it. I mean, it just, it was there. And we just thought, if God said it, then we'll do it. And we gave out of our lack. And it was a choice. I think, if my memory serves me correct, the very first session of this month was Tim. And Tim talked about choices. Am I right? And through conversation, I learned that last week, Phil shared about the widow's might, which I almost was going to share this morning, but I found out that he shared it, so I thought I'd spare you. But I am going to just share just a little bit of that. It was a sacrifice, and her sacrifice was great. And sometimes, sometimes, actually most of the time, God doesn't require us to give out of our abundance. He wants to give out of our lack, because out of our lack, it's actually his abundance. I love to give away. You know, I I hear stories, especially now that we're missionaries. I bless. I love everyone. And sometimes I hear stories, you know, oh, Christina, we would give to you, but, you know, we just don't have any money. And I just laugh inside. And I know, please forgive me if this comes out the wrong way because I'm American, but forgive me. I'm British, too, because now I have a driver's license. And um, and so, anyway, I, I guess it's just my, you know, simple way of thinking little girl way of thinking that i just trust that god will do it we gave away that money and the day i arrived when i handed them the money paul called me and told me that there was a check in in the mail for 500 pounds and while i was there god gave us 300 more u.s dollars which equaled the amount we gave away and it all happened like that i was shaking I can tell you story after story one time years and years and years ago. Um, we were pretty new, married, pretty new uh, Christians, and um, we needed a car desperately. We had a two door hatchback Ford car that had no air in Florida. Imagine driving without air conditioning. Oh. <sighs> you like sweating, looks like you took a shower by the time you get to your destination. And, um, and, we, we desperately needed a car, and every time we saved up money, all I wanted was a vehicle that did not look ugly. I didn't want to drive a big, ugly vehicle that, like, when you started off, it made a loud noise out the back, You know, like, I just didn't want an eyesore. I didn't, all I wanted was air conditioning and a non eyesore car, especially if it was going to be large. My mom used to drive a very large car, and it was the ugliest beater car in Hawaii, you could imagine. And she used to pick me up from school and honk the horn really loud. Christina! And I'm like, oh my gosh. You know? So I think that's probably where the root of it is. I'll get prayer later. But anyway. So anyway, so every time we saved for the car, God had us give it away. The money—it was only a thousand dollars. It wasn't like we had like lots of money, but to us that was a lot of money. So we say we saved it, we gave it away. Then we saved it again. Guess what God had us do? Give it away. We didn't have an abundance. It was all we had but we gave it away without hesitation. It didn't happen overnight and we didn't do it really expecting another car. We just figured God will give us more money or he'll he'll take care of us. Like that's just he trained us over the years how to trust him in in holding things loosely because actually everything that is ours is his. Everything. Everything. There are some things I ask God to please never ask me to give them away. But if he asks me to, I will. I'm a kid. I can't help it. There's some things I want to keep. But if he wants it and he wants me to give them away, I'll do it. Why? Because he, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his son of nobility, his son that produced, gave us freedom so that we can have everlasting life. That means not when we're dead only. He doesn't want us to just perish and go to hell. He wants us to He doesn't want us to perish and live a life of death, you know, and there's no joy and no hope on earth. He wants us to live a life even now while we're living here. And when we receive this fullness of Christ in us, Generosity just happens. See, I can love God so much because first he loved me. You can love God so much because first he loved you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I love that the word generous, part of the root meaning is begot, beget. I also discovered that part of part of that word gen can also come from genesis. Isn't it fun to dig? Genealogy was one of the other words. There were a few others not worth mentioning. But the, the, it was absolutely amazing. And the more I dug, the more my eyes were just wide open. I was wide-eyed. There's a song, I think, I don't know who sings it, Wide-Eyed and Mystified. I love that song, because that's how I feel all the time. Like, I feel wide-eyed and mystified. I want to always be excited about what God is doing and what he's revealing everywhere, through nature, through the word, through life. I want to be excited. Doesn't mean I don't have unexcitable days. It just means that I want to be so sensitive to the presence of the Lord in my life and what he's doing and the fact that he loved me so much. One of the word, now that I'm in front of you, I'm probably going to trip over my, (laughs) I'm laughing because I really want to say it right. (laughs) And my face is turning flush. (laughs) Okay, let's see if I can say it right. My brain isn't connecting to the word. ah. Magnanimous means generous or forgiving. That's also in that root word. Isn't that amazing? Generous or forgiving, especially towards a rival or a less powerful person. Wow. The foundation of generosity is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that so whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For me, generosity can't come without love. And I will reserve that because I could probably just share about God's love for a long time. But it has to be rooted in that, and we can't be generous. Otherwise, we're just being generous from a place of vanity. But the one thing that the Lord showed me this morning that was so powerful is that when we, when God invites us in, there's an invitation of generosity, and it might look different. It might not be finances. It might be to go have coffee with somebody when your, your, your schedule is fully full. It might be finances. I challenge you in this. If it is finances, don't close the door to the Father by looking at the natural and saying, I don't have enough, because that's when we should do it. Every time I start to struggle with finances, as I would because we're missionaries, I, I position myself to just give it away. It's so fun because it frees my heart. If I struggle with being selfish about my time, I position myself to give my time away. Every, if there's anything in me when I feel the invitation come on and I go, ugh, and it 's not just you know a natural tiredness, but it truly is being i 'll just admit selfishness with me sometimes and that 's not such a bad thing all the time when God is in it, but sometimes God is inviting us in to give away to sacrifice. The reason why the widow's mite was so special was because it was her livelihood. it was everything she had. I'm reminded of the story when, when the woman poured the oil on Jesus' feet. It was all she had, wasn't it? It was a sacrifice to do that. And what happened? She was marked in the word of God that her story would gone forever. <sighs> she shifted the culture. God is inviting you in to shift the culture through a generous heart. And only you will know what it means to be generous. Money is money. It just grows on trees. It can always be reproduced. That's my way of thinking. I'm constantly allowing the Father to work on my heart in that area, more now than I ever have, really completely challenged. But my root, what makes me trust him to be a generous person, is my love for him. I feel, I'm reminded of when, you know, with children and their parents, and the parents will ask them to do something that maybe they might feel uncomfortable doing. And um, because they have a trust for their parents, they'll do it. Like I, I'm going to tell on Hannah. I remember when Hannah was younger and um, I really saw that she, she plays the violin and I really saw a gift in her. And I found that because she was a student um, learning classically every day, all day for hours in a day, um, she became a little bit bound by classical teaching. And I really, I'd always seen her playing on the worship team, always like Ever since she got that little violin and she was squeaking, ee, 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 twinkle twinkle little star, ee, 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 hours listening to that, and um, and I just knew one day that she would be that she would play the violin on the worship team. Well, I remember, I remember her crying, and um, she wanted to get off the stage, and she wanted to. She was sweating and everything, and I remember saying to her, "This is your destiny. Go after it." Even if you're afraid, position. One time on her very first um, orchestra um, night, she she's like, I don't think I could do this. Her face went white. I thought she was going to pass out right in front of me. And I looked at her and I said, this is your first opportunity. You get up there and you overcome this. There, there was fear. And, and um, the generosity was Hannah had a talent. And she needed to step out with her talent. And see what the enemy wanted to do was stop her in sharing her talent There are always going to be things that try to come in and she trusted her parents enough to encourage her. See, we have such a precious relationship. God so loved the world that he gave his nobility so that what? We can have everlasting life. That's beautiful. That's so poetic, and it goes beyond poetry. It, goes, it, it has the ability to go right into the depth of our heart and change us from the inside out. Because generosity isn't just about finances. Generosity is sacrifice. That's what generosity boils down to. And God, it, the, the word in Romans, it says, to present ourselves as what? Pardon? Oh, you guys are good students. Yes, to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. So, what does that tell you? Just chew on that for a moment. That we're to present ourselves full of life. As a sacrifice to the Lord. That means holding nothing back. Giving our whole being to him. Whatever that looks like. And if God invites us in. And it looks impossible to go after it. God loves impossibilities. He loves impossibilities. I I looked up the word um, Genesis. Um, I can't remember if it was Hebrew or Greek. But um, one of it had to do with a. a, um, Let me just look so I say it right because he showed me something this morning I can see the the Hebrew word for generous also means father of a gift father of a gift isn't that cool I feel like it's Christmas morning. I told you I love words. <laughs> one of the other thing was, I could, this is the one I couldn't remember if it was uh, Greek or Hebrew, um, but it means double fountain, Genesis. Remember that Genesis was part of the genealogy, genealogy of generosity. If I could rap, I would totally try to make up a bunch of words with all those in it. I can't. Who's that doing? (laughs) Um, So what I saw this morning was, Genesis means an opening, right? Something, a a coming into being of something. That's what the dictionary term is. The coming into being of something. Something. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. There was a coming into being of something. In the beginning was the word. The word was? Yes. Good Good on the one. So in the be- or, um, Genesis means the coming into something. And what the Lord showed me this morning was two things. This double fountain, which also comes from the word genesis and and then the defini- the dictionary definition coming into being of something and what the lord showed me about lighthouse about the family was that we are coming into the being of something we are on the threshold and that it is a double portion a double spring Isn't that what that said? A double spring. Fountain. That's exciting. One of the things the Lord has been showing me a lot is to position yourself. You know, I tell Emma every day, when I was in Malta, I would send her love letters every morning so she would wake up. Don't tell her I said this but I just copied and pasted what I wrote and changed the days. Four days, three days, two days. But in my little note to her, oh, Hannah's going to know my secret because I said the same thing to Hannah. Every day I wrote Hannah too just because she doesn't live with me. But I believed it and I meant it, Hannah. I meant this with all my heart. I told both of them to position yourself for greatness. And not only to position yourself for greatness, but make choices that allow you to birth that greatness. So we have to position ourselves for this double fountain. We have to position ourselves to allow this king who loves us so much that he gave his life so that we can give life and have life, being generous in all that we are and all that we do and all that we say. We, we are on the beginning of something. A Genesis. I believe in the book of Genesis, God created something from Nothing. He saw it, he said it, it happened. We are on the verge of something. It is a double fountain. All we have to do is see it, say it, and it happens. Position yourself for greatness. Amen. Yep, so, Holy Spirit, I pray that um, as your words go forth, that this double fountain would um, flow from us, from here to, to our neighborhoods, from our homes to our neighborhoods, to our neighborhoods, to the places, the areas that we live in, from there to, to cities, from cities to nations. Can I? Um, I think I know this just a little bit, but I'm not really sure. Um, but I, I can, when I was sitting here this morning, I heard the word cookbook and your name, and I don't know what that means. But I'm just—that's all I'm going to say to you—is cookbook. And um and your name. I saw I saw the word cookbook and then I saw your name on it. So I don't know if you cook or what you do, but I just I do know you were doing something with recipes, but that's all I know. I don't know what you were doing with them, but I heard the word cookbook and it and, and it's not just a cookbook that you would get um, online, but that it was a cookbook. Like I have this really cool cookbook, um, for vegans and I love it. And she wasn't, and she, she actually wasn't even a vegan. She became one later, later in life. Um, and, um, but she created this cookbook that you can get the recipes online, but I actually wanted to have the cookbook in my hand. And so, um, I ordered it and, um, But I don't know why I'm sharing that story with you. But I just heard the word cookbook, and um, yeah. And is your name your name is Mandy? Um, Earlier, when I saw you, I just um, I kept hearing the word creativity, and that there that um, that like you're like this, um, treasure box and inside this treasure box, isn't just like one area of creativity that you're all things creative and that there's a real, um, entrepreneurship inside of you like business ideas and thoughts. And, um, and, and it's all rooted within the realm of creativity. And I just really want to encourage you to begin to nurture that and, um, and, and to take position yourself to see it come alive in your life because, um, you're in the right place at the right time with the right people. And I actually see God supernaturally by divine appointment, bringing you people that like you might have a dream or a thought. And then all of a sudden it's like, they're just going to walk right in front of you. And you're going to know that this is, this is now. And I see just this real, um, with both of you, I see an acceleration, um, with not only in the spirit, but, um, in the natural, I see the Lord just really blessing you, um, in, in your ideas in your finances and in favor Um, that the Lord, the doors that you thought, um, were closed, I just see you, um, not like, it's like, knock again and seek and you're gonna see. So, um, just because the door appeared to be closed to knock again because, um, God's timing is absolutely perfect. And I really, um, I, I believe that the Lord is wanting to encourage you that right now, um, the time is absolutely perfect. Like, I just really sense that there's a bubbling going on inside of you and that, um, the Lord is causing that bubbling, um, that spring to, to really come forth and (laughs) physically and, um, and that, um, but also that this is what, what is happening in the natural realm is actually also taking in the spirit realm, but I believe that in the spirit, it's at an accelerated pace. And, um, and expansion indeed is coming not naturally, but spiritually as well. And what's, what's taking place in the spirit is going to manifest itself very soon. And I really want to encourage you to um, be diligent about writing down what he's saying to you. I see him even visiting both of you in the night season and I'm speaking to you about ideas. Just see that there's on both of you that there, I hear the word entrepreneur. And that there is something that God is going to begin to download to you. And as He downloads it to you, and you begin to walk it out, that not only are you going to walk it out, but you're going to teach others on what the Lord has taught you. That you, that there's a real gift of teaching inside of you. And um and I just I see the Lord rapidly. Don't put them in a box. There's nothing that you cannot do. Um, if God gives you an idea, write it down and just begin to position yourself for the ideas. And He He's good at making His plans come about and his word never returns to him empty it's time to declare what the lord has spoken to you now is the time so do i need to just waiting John, I just felt like um, the Lord wanted to encourage you, and um, and just that the promises that he has spoken over you are yes and a- amen, and um, that um, to keep Pushing forward, and every it's time for you to begin to pull out the promises that um, the Lord has spoken over you that have not been fulfilled yet, and to begin to declare them. I saw you standing in your house declaring the word of the Lord, because you know I'm reminded of of what I shared earlier about Genesis, how God was um, he he created the heavens and the earth from nothing, right? And he called it forth into existence. And when he called it forth into existence, it happened. And I felt like the Lord, like um, that, that, um, along the way like because of life circumstances that the visions and the dreams and the desires that the Lord has placed in your heart have kind of almost been put back here and I I just see you like almost physically grabbing the dreams and the desires of the Lord that he's placed in your heart and just like throwing them out you know I imagine the Lord being this amazing artist with wonderful music worship music going on maybe it was hip hop I don't know whatever he likes And, um, and just like going to town with a paintbrush you know just having a good old time And I just see you almost like physically grabbing the things, the unseen things, the unseen promises that the Lord has spoken to you and grabbing them into this, the the realm that you're in and and just releasing them by by declaration. So I really want to encourage you to do that because God's word doesn't return back to him void. Um. this morning when I came, well, I think I dreamt about you this week. Like, I think I had a dream about you guys every day this week, but I don't remember what it was. All I know is I knew I dreamt about you this morning all week long, because all week you've been coming to my mind. I don't know if it's because of your wedding or what, but I... I I'm going to venture to say that it isn't that. And then this morning, when I saw the two of you, I had this excitement inside of inside of me of what is coming for you as as a couple. And I really um, believe that you're going to be pleasantly surprised um, by this new journey. And um, and generosity is actually going to be like the hallmark of everything that you do, everything that you say. You will be known because of the generous heart and the love that you carry. And, um, and I actually believe that also love is going to be part of your hallmark and that you're going to begin to experience, um, where the word says that love covers a multitude of sin, that you're going to actually see the love that God has poured into you, um, cover a multitude of sin where people are actually going to be transformed by the renewing of their mind through love. And, um, and music. I see music as being a huge part of both of you. And I um I saw you just just now, just um sitting in your in your living space, in your living room, and you were laughing and smiling and excited, and you're like this little kid, um overzealous child on Christmas morning with five hundred presents, you know, just like ready, you just so excited about life and what's inside these gifts. I saw you just like that, sitting in your in your living room, and it was like like Christmas morning, and um, you were opening these these spiritual gifts that God has for you and there's so many gifts that you can't even count them, and I really want to encourage both of you, just like I say to my own children, position yourself for greatness, because as you position yourself for greatness, greatness will be birthed out of you, not only will you birth greatness, but you will cause other people to birth the greatness that's inside of them and I see you going from here to the nations, from here to the nations, as a couple, from here to the nations from here to the nations, and I also see that um, training, equipping and releasing, and I also hear the word preaching, um, Heather and and Phil. I just um, I feel really excited. I've been praying for you loads, um, every since I've been back from Malta. And um, and when I when I read that um, this morning, I just saw your faces, and I really do um, believe that we you are on the verge of this double portion and that you are there in the be, you know in, in the beginning. What did it say? I want to say it just as I read it because it, it so impacted my heart when I read the coming into being, the coming into being of something the coming into being of something. And that came from the word Genesis. So the word Genesis in the beginning created something from nothing. And I do believe that this is a season of declaration. It is a season of declaration and it is time to declare the unseen and see it manifest in the seen realm. It is time. This is a word for the body. It is time to declare what is unseen and see it manifest into the seen realm. I'll tell you a l- the little story just quickly. And And I'm finished. That little story of that three-month finance, the Lord showed Paul and I. I was reading my Bible just having a a lovely time with the Lord. This is when we lived in Florida. We were here in the summer. We went home in August. So it happened in November of 2012. And the Holy Spirit just whispered into my spirit, I want to give you this much money. And I said, okay. I'm not sure what for, but okay great. And I didn't know how to receive it. See, we have to learn to know how to receive the abundance of the father, because trust me, when abundance comes, we need to know how to receive it so that we know we could be responsible with it with it and if we don't know how to receive it we won't be responsible with it and so he he dropped this into my heart and um and paul woke up and i said honey i think that we're supposed to believe god for this this much money and he said um he said okay and so we we just declared what heaven said simple as that innocent as that we didn't think much about it. Then we moved to England, and the Lord faithfully every day would drop, some, drop that memory in our spirit. We moved here in February. That happened in November. So by February, March, God started dropping it in our hearts. So we, we started saying, okay, we, we, we agree. This is what we believe God is saying. We did that as often as he would drop it in our hearts. Sometimes it would be every day for a week, and then we would hear nothing. Jesus only did and said what the Father was doing and saying. He declared what heaven was doing. That's the cool thing about God. And that's why things happen. Come October, the very thing God laid in my heart nearly a year prior happened. The power of declaration. Yes? So chew on that. God bless you. Thank you. It's good to be home.
0: Wow. Well done, Christina. Thank you. Very, very good. Um, While Christina was still preaching, and before she started to flow with some of those words of knowledge, I began to write down these words, which I sensed the Holy Spirit speaking to me, to us as a family at this time. That this is the time for us to really... uh, prove the principle of sowing and reaping into our future, sowing and reaping into our future. What the Father is saying is that how we respond now in generosity to those that the Lord brings to us will determine who and how many he will send in the future. How we respond in generosity now to those the Lord brings to us will determine who and how many he will send in the future. And every one of us has a responsibility to do this. This isn't just what leaders do or say. He's watching every one of us in the family how we are responding to those that he brings to us because, I don't know if you've noticed but over the last year he's been sending to us those from the nations not just from the locality but from different places different cultural backgrounds uh, different cities even different lands it's over a year now, isn't it, since your family moved over to be with us? And you know, something happens when, um, in the initial flurry and excitement of something supernatural, something a bit scary, something a bit different hap- happening. At first, there's an initial flurry of activity and uh, enthusiasm And openness. But as time goes on, we can begin to take things for granted a little bit. And perhaps uh, not respond as generously as we might have in the early days. But I really felt like the father was um, emphasizing this to me this morning as I was sitting there. He is watching how we are responding to the gift of the Collins family. Micah and Emma and Hannah and Paul and Christina. And it wasn't just about how we would respond 12 months ago. how we continue now in every aspect of what that means to us. Okay? Because as we sow, so we shall reap the measure we give. It will be measured to us. That this is an opportunity, an invitation, and a challenge for generosity. And that he's intending to send more. I don't know what you thought about that message this morning. I felt that was a gift to the body of Christ this morning. And we need to demonstrate both to them and to our Father that we recognize it as such. Because it will sow into the future of what can happen. So I want to uh, encourage us to respond generously. In word and time. In kind and in gifts. Knowing that the Father's watching. How we do that. I was thinking as Christina was um, sharing the word with John at the moment about pulling out his promises and taking hold of those for his future, John might need some assistance to find those things and to do that. John has been a gift that the father's added to this family in recent years and he's watching how we might respond to him at this stage too. And so we could go on like that. All right, so I want to encourage every one of us to think, how can I partner in positioning ourselves for the gifts to come? Because the gifts come mainly in the form of people. What we need to fulfill what God's called us for the next five years will probably come in the form of people and everything they carry with them. That's why it's important that we sow to our future through the way we receive, sustain, bless, encourage, etc. Those that he adds to us. So shall we pray together about this? Father, we thank you that you are speaking to us and that we don't just have to hope or only declare, but we have to act as well. And I pray that by your grace, each one of us would be able to identify today that which you are asking of us, how we can sow into an abundant future in the parable that's been mentioned today about the talents each person determined their future by what they did with what was in their hand then help us to wake up to that Lord Help us to take what we have in our hand now and really sow it generously, generously, Lord. That we may together feast on the abundance that you desire to bring to this house, that you desire to bring to this land, that you desire to bring to our homes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, I forgot to ask the other Mandy. Ah, come on, Mandy. She's so lovely and forgiving. I said, come up when I'm doing the notices and say this, and then I forgot. So go for it now.